Hi, this is Anne Angela Webb, the Animal Intuitive. Thank you so much for being here today to listen to this episode of the Animal Intuitive Show. If you would like to view the episode, you can always go to the Animal Intuitive channel on YouTube. You can also go to my website, intuitivetouchanimalcare.com, and you can also see videos there. And thank you so much again for being here. I really appreciate it. Today, I'm going to help you soothe and relax your pet with a very easy and subtle massage technique. Come on all you doggies, won't you walk with me? I'm the puppet, 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 puppet dog. Hi there, if you're new here, this is Ann Angela Webb. I'm the Animal Intuitive and this is the Animal Intuitive uh, show and channel. And here we talk about animal communication uh, to help improve the human-animal bond. We also talk about um, how we can help to use animal communication and other techniques to help resolve emotional, behavioral, and physical challenges that your pet may be experiencing. And I also have some interviews with experts in the fields of animal care and advocacy. Um, if you're here for me to do a mini animal communication live, uh, we're going to do a mini lesson first. It shouldn't take that long. And just please post that you want to, to be on the show, have me talk to your pet. So I will get to that. And thank you everyone who's here live. I really appreciate you being here. Um, if you're watching the replay, we also really appreciate you just um, you know checking in. So <laughs> I hope you're getting something out of this. And I just want to mention that we're going to be learning. Um, hi, good night, Owl. Good to see here. See you here tonight. Thank you for being here. And yes, hello everyone in the chat. Um, so this technique is. Um, one that influences the cerebral spinal fluid. It is often used as a part of a, a, a bigger sort of massage protocol that I do with some of my pets, but you do need to be certified to do that. And you know, it takes some practice and that's just way more than we want to do on the show tonight. So <laughs> I'm going to be um, talking to you about the cerebral spinal fluid because it does have just us doing what we're going to do tonight can have some very big effects on your pet, especially for relaxation and just supporting their immune system. And it's just a great way also to tune in using animal communication. So I haven't mentioned I am a certified animal massage and acupressure practitioner, professional animal communicator of over 17 years and teacher. I do private work as well. So I have information about that in the description if you're looking for that. But this is a technique I do love to use with many of my clients. Sometimes I do, um, I, I use this as part of a, a bigger protocol as I mentioned. And sometimes this is all I'll do is uh, cranial sacral therapy, accessing that um, cerebral spinal fluid. And um, it's because it, it just can have so many wonderful benefits. So first I do just wanna mention I am not a veterinarian. Um, and this is not a replacement for veterinary care. If you have concerns about utilizing this technique with your pets, please just make sure you talk with a veterinarian if your pet has health issues. In particular, do not use this technique if your pet has severe bleeding disorders, a diagnosed aneurysm, or a history of recent head traumatic, sorry, head traumas, <laughs> head trauma, and this could include cranial bleeding or skull fractures. So just to give you a quick basis for what I'm going to show you, um, this technique is um, a part of the, or, I'm sorry, cerebral spinal fluid is a part of the central nervous system. And it's a clear colorless fluid 
that's found within the tissues that surround the brain and the spinal cord of all vertebrates. So we have this too. And we're actually going to, when I show you this technique, we're gonna do a few moments of this on ourselves because that's actually the easiest way to figure out what it is so that you can transfer that to your pet. And it's very relaxing, so. Um, <laughs> it's made up, the cerebral spinal fluid is made up of many things, but that includes glucose, which provides fuel for the brain, B vitamins are especially prevalent, and electrolytes, especially sodium. So the cerebral spi spinal fluid ions facilitate rhythmic electrical activity, and it's a very important part of neurologic function. So uh, the cranial sacral therapy that I mentioned before is reliant upon accessing the cerebral spinal fluid. Um, the cranial sacral therapy, just to, to give you a little bit better understanding of what that is in case you ever wanna maybe have this done for your pet, or yourself is it's um, a very gentle um, effect on the bones in the skull, the spine, the pelvis. It's a gentle manipulation through the flow of the cerebral fluid, which is in the central nervous system, um, becoming also becomes normalized through this technique is what I mean to say. So the cranial sacral therapy technique was pioneered and developed by an osteopathic physician by the name of John Uplanger. He, you, he did extensive scientific studies from 1975 to 83 at Michigan State University. And um, just to let you know, you know he, how much work was done on this, and he was a clinical researcher in professional biomechanics. So we're not gonna go, as I said, that deep into that. You do need to be certified to do it, but um, just to give you a little background. And um, you know we can still influence the cerebral spinal fluid even if we're not doing that. So. This is, as I mentioned, a very relaxing technique. Although we do call it massage sometimes, it's sort of put into that category of massage. It is a little bit different from what you might think of traditional massage because you're really not doing too much with your hands. There's not a, like a real manipulation, not much movement at all. This really has more to do with intention and connection with your pet and Again, that's why I love doing this for telepathic animal communication, and I encourage you to try it out. <coughs> Excuse me. And if you have any questions, feel, you know, feel free to put them in the chat as usual. So there is a rhythm to the cerebral spinal fluid, and the way it works, this rhythm in your head gently expands and then narrows. It's a very gentle lengthening as well and shortening in order to exchange and circulate the cerebral spinal fluid. This does impact the, ner the nervous system and the entire body, and it impacts tissue motility. It so the accessing the cerebral spinal fluid, um, and I, I'm going kind of more into this just so you can have a picture of this in your head when you're doing it, because that'll help you. It encourages this rhythmic action of the cerebral spinal system as it pumps the cerebral spinal fluid through the brain and tissues, replenishing the cells and draining the waste products of metabolism. So you may be wondering, is this the same as Reiki or other forms of energy work? Good question. You were like almost right on me there. Um, good night, Al. Very similar question to what I was just going to talk about. So I'll, I'll address that too. So. Um, 
it's not exactly the same as um, lymphatic massage because lymph sorry this is always in my eye and I test this all before I go on and then I don't know something shifts when I go live something just changes about the there's just not much you can do about it because it always changes when I'm live but anyway so manual lymphatic drainage is also something I do practice and it's great um, because you're able to help move the lymph of the body and that can be really great for toxin removal but this is a little bit different because we're accessing the cerebral spinal fluid. It's just like a different um, fluid, so to speak. And um, right, the method, not the result you meant. Yeah, um, yeah, both. So a little bit different in both regards. Um, and then why is this different maybe from energy work, you might be wondering. So energy work... Um, is a little bit different because you're dealing primarily, as it's you know, as the name says, with the energetic body. Whereas cranial sacral therapy, which again we're doing the most basic foundational thing. That's my cat Gia. She loves to start when I get on the show. Uh, Gia, come here, honey. Um, it addresses the. Uh, the cranial sacral therapy and accessing more the cerebral spinal fluid, it is more for addressing blockages in the physical body. A little different than the energetic body. Or different then. So um, it's, it's a practice that focuses on releasing restrictions to the flow of that cerebral spinal fluid in order to balance the body's nervous system. So it's amazing, you know, that it can do so much. So like, me there's a lot of metaphors that have to do with water and the ocean, like a boat rocking on waves, this rhythm, um, or like seaweed flowing. Um, also music is one of the ones that's, that's mentioned often when we talk about it. There is a harmony to the pulses and signals in the body associated with the cerebral spinal fluid and that helps with stress. So it's going to help your pets to do this with stress and I'm telling you it's going to help you too. So, um, <laughs> And also there is something called the Piron phenomenon. Henry Piron was a French <clears throat> physiological psychologist who conducted a study in 1913 and he noted that by transferring cerebral spinal fluid from well-rested dogs to not so well or sleep sleep deprived dogs the sleep deprived dogs actually slept for several hours afterward and also Harvard Medical School researchers have reported on the sleep factor associated with cerebral spinal fluid okay so this is the fun part um, we're gonna be perceiving this the um, cerebral spinal fluid rhythm just one moment I need to just a little sip of this <laughs> okay um, so as I mentioned it's best to practice on yourself first so I'm just really it's not gonna take very long um, we're gonna do a really um, just brief method of perceiving the cerebral spinal rhythm within your own body first I promise that will help you with doing this with your pet. So the idea is here we're going to get grounded first. We're going to take in a deep breath through our nose very gently. Exhale out your mouth. Again taking in a nice deep breath gently through the 
through the nose and then gently exhaling out of the mouth. And if you're watching this on the replay or you come back to watch it, just do that until you feel, you know, like you've slowed down and you're grounded. And then you're going to place your hand on your thighs. Um, you may want to start up by your heart. Um, you could start with your arms. I think the best thing is usually probably to place your hands on your thighs first. And just become attuned to your own body. Notice your heartbeat. Wherever you need to, just again, you know, take those slow breaths. And exhale. And then picture your heart expanding and contracting as it is beating. Notice that rhythm of your heart beating. You can place your hand over your heart and feel its beat too. And then go back to placing your hands on your thighs. Notice your breathing and how it affects your muscles. Notice the subtle movements in your body with each breath. And picture that cerebral spinal fluid as it is flowing like the ocean in your body. Picture the flow of the cerebral spinal fluid as it moves within your spine. Picture it flowing into your sacrum, your lower back, back up your spine, and then into your skull. Picture how the cerebral spinal fluid is gently moving the tissues and the fascia of your body in an easy way. That's a just connective tissue, the fascia that runs through the body really connects everything. Notice that your whole body's rhythms, rhythm, it's all connected. It's just one rhythmic process. Notice your heart rate, your breathing, and go back to that cranial sacral rhythm. Now one thing you can do if you don't have something in front of you to put your elbows on like a table or desk, um, you can just place your hands um, just holding your head, like holding, um, just cradling it like the, your fingertips on your uh, forehead and your, um, the palm of your hand on your cheeks. And practice the same thing if you can't lean on it on a desk or table that's okay right now and notice the gentle movement of the cranial sacral rhythm again taking a nice breath through your nose and out of your mouth
And you should be really nicely grounded, or at least getting there, um, to proceed to move on to do this with our pets. So we're going to do something called passive palpation. Um, let me see, I'm going to have to hold this up. So naturally, of course, you wouldn't be holding your pet up. I'm just doing this with a stuffed animal because the whole time I was getting ready, Gia was on her tower right behind me and I could have showed this to you, my cat Gia, but she's not here now, of course, because we're now live. So I have this dog. <laughs> if you know cats, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I'm gonna use this model. So you would have the animal in front of you, um, just make sure you're comfortable. And passive palp palpation is putting your hands gently on the animal and just, you know, you know, let them know you're there, you're um, getting connected with them, you're not really doing anything massage related right now. You're just, you know, although petting is a massage, a form of massage, but um, related to it. But just, you know, letting them know you're here focus on your heart space focus on the love you have for your animal and just trust that they're going to understand the message that you want to help them to relax this is something that's going to help them and benefit their body and their you know just benefit them just send them love and again just place your hands on the base of the neck and also right above the tail at the base of the spine. And so you're resting your hands gently, um, just light, you don't have to press at all. In fact, pressing is going to distract you. So you're gonna have your hands um, on the pet. Take it another nice, slow, deep breath let it out and focus on your animal notice their breathing notice the rhythm of their respiration Begin to notice just their energy. Notice in your heart, really begin to feel like you're feeling what they're feeling. You're one with your pet. And just open your mind, open your heart to listen intuitively to what your pet might benefit from as you continue to notice the rhythm of their breathing and then begin to notice their cerebral spinal fluid <clears throat> and this is something where um, you probably might not notice this right away tonight <clears throat> the first time you're doing this excuse me I didn't pick up on it immediately either when I first learned this technique but step one is tuning in and picking up on their respiration and their energy. And I promise if you keep doing this, practicing with them, you're going to begin to notice that rhythm. It's just a matter of being still, quiet, and really listening. 
as you do begin to notice or not, you know, the idea is that the cerebral spinal fluid is benefiting simply by uh, your intention, the light pressure that you're placing on them. And you can do a slight little rocking, and I, I really mean slight, just somebody might not even completely notice that you're doing it. I'm showing you this here. It's very subtle. And the idea is that you want to be going with the rhythm of the animal. And if at first this is that you're, sorry, I'm getting, my back's getting tense. I'm holding him up. I'm going to put him down there with his root nose. My dog did that. Um, you're going, going to at first be picking up probably on the respiration. But just trust as you do this more that you're going to be picking up on that cerebral spinal fluid rhythm. And as you do it, you can even send them a color or um, a message. But oftentimes for me, I'll notice like this feeling that I want to send them. Um, sometimes it's just the color white, like a pure white light. Um, but you might pick up other colors like a light blue or anything really. Um, whatever intuitively, and you don't even have to question it. It's just intuitively what is your pet benefiting from as far as uh, color goes and intention. And with animal communication, animals are really picking up on our thoughts and feelings all the time. We just don't always realize it. So trust that your pet is picking up on what you're sending them. And trust that you too, you know, if you're getting um, just a knowing or a feeling or even an inter a, a dialogue that isn't your dialogue or words that, I'm sorry, words are more like it. Not, no much, not so much a dialogue, but words or sentences that that would be coming from your pet because you're really in tune with them. Trust what you're getting um, and just, you know, use this as an opportunity to really help your pet become more at ease. Um, you may, as I mentioned, you know, let me know if you feel more at ease doing this, if it helps you to sort of relax. Um, and know that the animal's body is able to heal itself when we support our pets with all these, you know, wonderful things like acupressure and, you know, accessing their cerebral spinal fluid and massage and, and various things that their own bodies um, can just be supported so that they can really heal themselves. And if there's anything else that comes up, just note it. Um, and when you're feeling like you know, you're kind of done, you've done this for a little bit, slow down, you know, come to a stillness, and then do a balancing with one hand on the base of the neck and the other on the lower spine, the base of the tail. Um, stop for a moment, just to sort of integrate all of this with your animal. Do a nice swipe from the head down and by the way, you can also do this technique on their top of their head, um, cranial, sacral. Um, so, uh, and anywhere that you're drawn to, really, um, you know, this is anywhere running from, for this technique, from the head going down the back of the neck, down the spine, into the tail, because the tail is a continuation of the spine. So really anywhere is gonna benefit from this and just go where you're drawn to. So, you know, balance them out at the end. Just do an intentional, okay, this is over now, grounding. 
And you can, you know, just let your pet know you're going to be stopping now and to thank them for, um, you know, helping you too in this process, helping you learn and, you know, let me know what that was like for you. If anyone would like to in the comments, I'd love to hear if that was helpful or if you have questions, if it was, um, if you found it easy, if it was challenging, what was challenging. Um, if there's anything I can help you with, I'm happy to do that and to answer questions. Um, and feel free to do that in the comments section if you're watching this after tonight's show. I always enjoy answering your questions. So, And also just want to mention, if you ever have a show idea, I sometimes struggle with trying to think, well, what are people going to want to listen to? And, um, you know, it helps me out actually to hear if there's certain topics that you want to know more about. You know, even if there's something with animal communication where you've always just wondered, well, what do animals think about X, Y, or Z? Um, you know, I can do that. I can tune into animals in general. I don't have to tune into your pet, but certainly these furry Thursdays are here for, for that too. So I'm actually not seeing anybody asking me to speak with their pet tonight. Um, if this show has been beneficial to you, please, you know, let me know by, um, you know, leaving a comment, a like. Um, subscribing and hit the bell so you'll be notified about future shows and you know that's pretty much it thank you so much for being here and have a wonderful rest of your day or evening Rub my belly, rub my belly.